You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Sarah Dwyer. Sarah, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Sarah, I want to talk about your upcoming show um, at Jane Lombard. It's called Chatter, Clatter, Thud. Um, can you tell me, maybe we should start with the title because that's such a, that's such a cool title and it feels like this you know, all these sounds in between it because of the ellipses. Um, what, what, why that title, Clatter Thud? That's so interesting. Um, for this show, I wanted to, well, from, oh, for previous shows and titles of paintings, I've always used a sound. I've often used a sound in the titling of both paintings and work, um, works. And the last show was called Tink, and this show is Clatter Thud. And it, well, Clatter is about kind, trying to create um, some drama in the work and talking about the drama that I do create on the surface. And Thud is um, kind of speaking to the notion of a kind of awkward um, moment in, um, um, in a poetic sense, in terms of pentameters in poetry, and you have this awkward um, ending in a line. And I first, um, that kind of first came to mind when I was listening to uh, Amy Simmons discussing in a kind of, I think, an academic discussion about the notion of awkwardness. And she, she mentioned the, this, this idea of thud. And I really liked it. That's where that came from. I like that too. I like the, just the idea of sound being such a big part of your work or mm. talking about it that way. Um, yeah. You know, in well, terms I of composition, because we're talking about formal elements, right? We're talking about like yeah. how you're putting the picture together. Yeah, and I, I have kind of a, a poetry background. I worked in poetry for many years in publishing, and I um, often used poets to help me uh, title my work. So um, for many years, for like a 15-year period, so I kind of want to keep that going. In terms of uh, thinking about the work in the making in the studio, I often listen to poetry, and <clears throat> sound is extremely important to me. Yeah, and, uh, and sound in poetry is such a is such an important element, you know, the, the musicality of it. So to talk about that in, in terms of your work, this is a, a newer body of work, right? That's that's moving um, more towards figurative work, and yeah. is that the case? Yeah, tell me a little bit yeah. about what's what's in yeah. this show. So in early in mid 2019, before the, just before the pandemic, I did an, an artist residency where I think I believe about 12 uh, British artists were invited to a stately home in Britain um, to do live drawing intensively over a seven-day period. And I had never, because of my academic evolution, I had never done kind of undertaken life drawing courses or classes. So this is my first kind of experience, and I think that's why I was invited. And um, I spent a week doing intensive life drawing in and amongst various artists, some very well known, some emerging, some mid career. And it was kind of life change, or you know, really cha it changed my kind of viewpoint in terms of my own practice so the last show here at Jane Lombard that was kind of where I was sticking my toe in the water of using the figure in my work um, as a um, as a starting point of the work and this show is the first show since the pandemic where I it's clearly it's center and forward and I've been life drawing since 2019 at least one or two times twice a week even throughout the pandemic online I did life drawing so at the moment once a week I spend three or four hours in 
in a upstairs room in a pub in London, where I have a live drawing session with three, you know, about ten other artists, um, and this is really um, directly informing all the paintings. <clears throat> so let's talk about that because that's a big shift for you, right? That's a that's a pandemic Massive, shift, yeah. it sounds like, but also um, yeah. uh, narratively, that's a that's a shift, right? Yeah, and it's it's aligning also with a kind of change in in terms of my own my own self. Uh, I kind of uh, experienced um, a lot with the ch- in terms of changing of my own body over the last ten years, and that and that was kind of aligned. This life drawing has aligned itself with that in many respects. Um, life drawing wasn't really, or the body wasn't something that I was that interested in. So I went through a kind of personal experience in terms of motherhood and that. Um, that has kind of made me focus or want to focus on, on that. The body, the appendages, the change of the body, um, the awkwardness, the clump, lump and lumpiness of the body, um, yeah. both my perception of myself and others. So, so to, to talk about the, the work that um, is showcased, and perhaps that, that, that feeds into that a little bit, it looks like... Uh, uh, a, a figure. It, it looks like we're seeing two breasts. It looks like there's something like boots in it. It's, it has a blue mm. background. And um, mm. um, tell me a little bit about this because this is this is a body. This is a little bit about what you're talking about, right? Mm. It's actually two bodies. That main painting that you're you're talking about, Verdant Tangle. It's two bodies, and it's it's actually a man in the front, in the foreground, bending over from from taking a drawing from behind him as he's bending over, and you can see. Well, I can because I know what the original drawing was, but um, his testicles and, and appendage <laughs> falling down in front of him. So he's bending yeah. over, and there's a woman in the background. So that was taken from two separate life drawings um, where I often, sometimes I, some of the rejected drawings that I want to cut up or, or kind of break up in a way, I make a collage in the studio. Some of the rejected drawings I cut up and make a collage in the morning after, let's say, a drawing session. Um, some of the drawings I keep and I know they're going to inform um, some new paintings and then I start to play around with some of the rejects. And often, well, more often than not recently, this summer, um, some of the rejected kind of cut-up collage drawings were quite successful and they led to um, a new painting. And that was a, a so it's such, a, kind of such an interesting down. process. He's crawling, I think. Sorry, right, I started. Right, right. So that's yeah. such an interesting yeah. process because there's there's your body, other people's bodies. There's this interest yeah. in the body, obviously, from from life drawing. But the the idea yeah. of collaging these are also bodies colliding with each other, right? Bodies exactly. together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Hence the title, Verdant Tangle. Um, so uh, yeah, and they're kind of in strange, surrealist kind of backgrounds or landscapes. Um, yeah, the backgrounds look almost symbolist. It looks like there's different elements yeah. in the background, from branches to trees to symbols, exactly. uh, which yeah. maybe relates to the to, to previous work of yours. Um, it does, because I'm kind of using the old lexicon of Mark making, or my kind of continued lexicon of Marks that I'm, I'm, I've used over the years, and I'm bringing them into play in the in these new constructions. And you know, the, this this switch. I mean, it's it's happened for different artists in different ways and of course all of us in different ways but but the pandemic yeah. um sounds like it had a profound effect on, on not only what you were painting but how you were painting like you're saying your your language yeah. is still here but the idea of of the body i mean just to step back a little bit i'm also reading it as you know we're 
we're looking at our body differently now, right? And, and mm, just stop me yeah. if I'm if I'm if I'm reaching too much. But like the pandemic made us think about you know this this fragile thing that um, exactly and it seems to me to be protected. But you're also talking about motherhood and, and, and a child, which is which is yet another layer of the of the pandemic yeah. and what it means like to be a child, a growing child, an infant, a baby. So yeah, it, it seems to be a, a lot that's happening there. That's a like pandemic sort of, uh, I don't know, want to say wisdom, but pandemic kind of lessons or experiences. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I, um, I think I'm only more recently and now willing to kind of discuss some of the kind of fragility of my own body that I had, I went through. I had, um, I have a daughter now, but I had, um, sadly, I had, I lost ten babies in the lead up to becoming a mother, and this is something I, up to now, haven't really discussed within the art world. But it was really, I went through serious trauma with my own body, and I'm only just kind of confronting it now. And I think all of us have go, going through or have gone through in the in the pandemic, serious traumas with both ourselves and relatives, and we're kind of reflecting back on the fragility of of life, you know, and how um, we have to kind of confront it and deal with it. And I'm some, there's an aspect of this work where I am confronting the own my own kind of trauma that I had to deal with, you know, that I actually didn't think, Bernard, I would deal with in my own work, but it through life drawing I have some somehow. Thanks for for sharing that. That's that's very powerful. And um, and and to talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's that sounds so extraordinary and and so devastating mm-hmm. to lose um, ten children. That that um, uh, I, I assume that was you know through through miscarriages or, or something. Yes, but, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's 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 kind of extraordinary trauma and um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a mother, as an individual, yeah, to your body. Um, so how does life drawing kind of, um, I, I don't want to say heal that, I don't think that's the right word because there is no healing that, but how does mm. how does life drawing help you reflect on that or, or digest that a little bit more, understand that? And, and again, thank you for sharing I, this because I know this is a difficult subject. It's okay, I think I only now I'm kind of, I, it is a difficult subject, but it's kind of, I'm at a point where I'm kind of at a certain age where I'm willing to discuss that and confront it. And I think if women don't, then, you know, the next young women coming up behind us won't be able to maybe, the more women that discuss this issue, both men and women, the easier it'll get for those coming behind us, you know, coming up the pathway. But um, for me, it was the life drawing has helped me in many ways, except be more accepting of my own body and how it changed quite um, dramatic, not dramatically, because it was a slow process through eight to ten pregnancies, but it was, um, your body does change, and any woman will tell you this, and it's, um, sometimes you can be more accepting it of, uh, than other times, you know, and I, my body changed quite dramatically, because I pr- repeatedly got pregnant after losing a child, so I, I didn't even give myself, my, myself, my body didn't give itself time to heal. And so it's it's about life drawing for me is one aspect of it is about becoming more accepting of my how my own body has changed, um, and um, you and, kinda, and is that because when we're life drawing when you're life drawing we're we're looking at other people's bodies you're you're looking yeah, at a body yeah. closely and, and there's also the way that that the model inhabits their body um, 
you know, it's 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 a number of things, right? I mean, you're yeah. you're I guess but comparing model, it to your own, but it's also how they're how yeah, they're. Yeah, but you're not really. Closing. You're actually you know you're really interested in the lumps, the bumps, the creases, the you know the kind of interesting moments in a person's body as you're drawing them. Your eye is not well. My eye certainly is naturally drawn to the kind of fiddly bits, <laughs> the lump and weird bits where the curves and right. lines and wrinkly lines are you know each body is different but you know if there's an older gentleman comes in in his 80s and he's been a life model for 40 years he's going to have wrinkles you know all over his body no matter how much of an adonis he was in a previous life and that it's those wrinkles and crinkles as he as he moves his body is that most attracts you as an artist i think or a woman who's had several babies and has a different body you know it's the way she one of the paintings um i can't remember the name at the moment but one of the paintings is a, is a seated figure and there's um i've put in a um several shadows of her chest and her on her and her stomach and clearly that woman had had several children you know and has bre- had breastfed her children it was obvious to me as 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 i was drawing her and i've kind of emphasized that in the drawing she had a square stomach which was slightly unusual but that actually got me quite excited to see that square stomach and even though you know if she walked down the beach maybe some people might not find that lady as attractive as others i found it extraordinary because i knew what that body had gone through you know yeah go on sorry no, I was saying no. Yeah, no, please go on. But I, but it's such a part of what life drawing is, right? You're looking at, at at bodies, and you're looking at bodies as an artist, different than than people typically look at bodies. So exactly. yeah, the more yeah. the more quirky, the more out of the norm, the more interesting, right? The, the more and to awkward, explore. and the more the more clumsy or lumpen the figure, the more interesting. You know, the more mm-hmm. there is a curve or lumps and bumps and rolls, the more you're going to be more intrigued. Or some, 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 for example, I remember getting very excited when I saw two men, and I assumed these two men knew each other because of the way they, they were so comfortable with each other, you know, entwining their bodies with each other, these two life models. And I assumed they were partners or certainly very good friends because they were naked and they were able to intertwine and very kind of um, interesting poses, let's say. And it wasn't until like three hours in, and I said, oh my, that's ex- extraordinary. I'd never really drawn two men like that before. And um, I joked, and I said, oh, it's reminiscent of, you know, some of the figure, <clears throat> comb- some of the figure compositions of a Francis Bacon painting. And, and the, the, one of the people who orange, arranges the life drawing class said, oh, no, these guys don't know each other. And I just assumed they were lovers or really good friends <laughs> or they were in a dancing group together. You know, I just knew, I thought it was extraordinary. These two life models had just met that night and they just went for it. And I thought, wow. And they really were um, wrapping their bodies around each other in incredible poses, naked. And for an artist, you know, you couldn't get anything more. For me, as doing the life drawing, I couldn't be more excited, to be honest. And it wasn't a sexual excitement in any way whatsoever. It was more, um, you know, you're not going to be able to do that in any other um, environment. Right. That's what's extraordinary about life drawing. It's, it's such a unique environment. And, and it's so interesting to talk about this. Um, I'm glad we did as, as it relates to kind of body perception of, 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 mm. of yours, of ours, of other people's, of viewers. Um, 
In terms of this series of paintings in, in Carter Thud, is there also a change of, of palette? That's, that's what it looked like to me, but I, but I wasn't sure in terms of how you're approaching colors and form here. Kind of. I think the, the paintings are a lot more, um, I have always been a colorist, uh, the paintings are a lot more kind of cheerful, let's say, or um, I'm not using a, a darker palette than I did for, for a period, and I, I don't think I was using a darker palette because I was going through trauma, I just was, it just was happen chance. But I think the, I deliberately started in this body of work to focus using like tetrad principles where you have four complementary colors going on um, in, and, and not allowing myself to, to, to go away from that kind of tetrad principle or fo- like reflecting on or riffing on fauvism and um, I kind of I, I decided I deliberately decided to keep the work uh, within those kind of principles in the studio this this past year um, and I have used those principles before in my work um, using using fauvist uh, color combinations um, and I wanted to stick to that one kind of palette for this body so um, and I have so uh, yeah there we go well, it's very exciting, and um, and congratulations on this show. You've you've shown you know around the world in a number of places, and and obviously are based in uh, in, in London. Um, is there is there a different experience in terms of the audience in New York? Do you, do you notice that? I've, I've heard different things from people in terms of how people talk about or perceive the work, and and, and in this case, you know the issues of uh, and things that you're addressing, which which are difficult, is it, is it something that you get a response to in either New York or, or other countries? Well, this is the first time that I've kind of addressed this subject um, overtly, and I'm, this is the first time with you now that I've kind of um, discussed what I went through, and that um, um, I think from here on in, you know, I, I openly will discuss it, but I think that I've always had a very strong reception in the States because I studied here originally in Chicago in the mid-90s, so my work has always had a very strong dialogue with American Abex painting um, and, you know, some European painting, but predominantly um, abstract expressionists in, in the States. And... Uh, I think there isn't, sometimes in the the UK, there isn't such a strong um, audience understanding of those um, connections, let's say. I think it's becoming stronger in the UK and Europe, um, but I think the art audience doesn't quite understand, um, maybe uh, has such a strong connection. But this particular subject that you're talking about, like in terms of kind of um, the body and pain and loss and the, the, the way that we can look at it in a more positive manner, um, this is a kind of new thing that I'm touching on. So let's wait and see. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that, you know? Yeah, that, that's exciting and brave and, and powerful of you to do. And I and appreciate you talking about that and, and also showing this work. I, I want to ask you one more question off topic, which is uh, what are you reading at the moment? Uh, the Philip Guston I paint what I want to see that a, an artist friend of mine just gave it to me before I got on the plane because <laughs> she knows I've been working really hard over the last like three months to make this um, body of paintings and uh, she just handed it to me last week in the studio and said yeah, I want to read I want you to read that <laughs> so I hadn't had, t- had a chance to, to uh, I've just started it literally in the last couple of days 
which is a great book. That'll be enjoyable. I'm only about three chapters in, but it's a great book. It's him talking about his work. And uh, I've been a fan of Philip Guston for, uh, what age am I, 38? So uh, So I've been a fan of Philip Guston for 30 years now. I first saw his work in uh, the Institute in Chicago when I was first in America when I was 18 years of age. I came here as a student. So Philip Guston blew me away. I was actually studying economics at the time. Huh. Yeah, he's an extraordinary artist. Uh, extraordinary artist. Yeah, I haven't read that book, but I would love to, and I'm so glad you mentioned it. Uh, Sarah, I, I want to wish you well in this show. Congratulations, and thanks so much for talking with me today. Many thanks, Bernard. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. <laughs> 